Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning Curry splits traffic down the lane, spins on Horford, throws it up wild, no good. And the loose ball deflected to Paul with three on the shot clock. Over to Curry, catch and shoot three. Got it from the right sideline. 10.6 to go. Warriors lead 131 26. How did he do that? He is a relocation sensation. And he put the night-night symbol with 10.6 to go. Curry hits two, 3.4 to go. Holiday at midcourt, fires a three at the buzzer, it misses, and the Golden State Warriors have won their third game in a row. And they beat the team with the league's best record in overtime, 132 to 126. Stephen Curry, 33 points. And played a good chunk of this game with five fouls. Oh, baby! We're going full acapella there. We don't need no music. All we need is Anthony Slater, our 95-70 Game Insider. As we say, good morning to Anthony. Everybody out there getting off their graveyard shift. Truck drivers, janitors, carpenters, Dub Nation. What is happening? It's me. It's Lubbin. It's Anthony Slater right now. We'll get back to the phone calls in just a second as the Warriors rally from a 17-point deficit. And you heard Tim Roy right there on the call, the voice of the Golden State Warriors. Stephen Curry playing the entire fourth quarter in overtime with five fouls. You got the great games from TJD and JK. Chris Paul with a quietly good game, filling up the stat sheet. Clay's been hot the last four. Heck, he's been hot in 14 in the last 14 games. So, Anthony, what a win for the Golden State Warriors. They were dead in the water, man, against the Boston Celtics. And they rally there and we're, it's a lot to get into but first let's start with Stephen Curry playing that fourth quarter in overtime with five fouls and he hits the night night shot over Derek White he saves his best for last with 20 points after halftime the guy's just not slowing down it's just a treat to watch every single night Anthony yeah you know he actually hadn't been good for like uh, you know six quarters however you want you know obviously he had the streak broken in Portland um, but I thought, you know, not only the five fouls have missed some open threes, uh, you know, heading into that fourth, but mm-hmm. he turned it on again. That's actually two of the last three fourth quarters, right? The Brooklyn yep. fourth quarter. Um, and he pulled them to wins. And, you know, they needed it at times. But it's also, isn't this kind of a reminder that, you know, although the NBA season feels so long, like a little three-game stretch can just, like, turn the mood. I mean, you just, you know, came on, you know, yelling like the Niners have just won a, <laughs> won a playoff game. Uh, but they're thirteen and fifteen, which is not good as we know. But you know, right. Wizards are thirteen and fourteen. But Wizards Blazers coming up. Uh, you know, if you get those two, you're fifteen and fourteen. You're back over five hundred. I know that's not like necessarily the goal at the beginning of the season, but it is just a reminder. Like a little three game streak can change how things feel around the team. No, it definitely changes the tenor of the attitude, right, and the mood of this basketball team, especially without Draymond Green. You're on it. You play Washington to Portland, as you mentioned. You get over 500, and you get ready for a five-game stretch where you see Denver, Miami, Dallas, Orlando, Denver. So you want to be feeling good going into those games, but they're also reestablishing home court advantage. And, and what you said about Steph there, two of the last three, fourth quarters, I brought that up last segment, gets Brooklyn scoring 12 straight when they blow the lead last night.
great. He has the big three-pointers. As for some whatever reason, Boston just would not double him. They left Al Horford on him on the island, and that is night-night there. But reestablishing home court advantage while doing it with the youngsters. And it feels like Clay and Steph are really appreciating the likes of J.K. and T.J.D. Let's start with J.K. Because he was out of the rotation back on December 6th against the Portland Trailblazers. Doesn't play. They fall behind by double digits. He plays the last 17 minutes. Has an impact going 6-6. Six six, and now he's had seven straight games scoring the double figures. He has the 17 points and seven rebounds last night. But to me, Anthony, the big key for him was not only the individual defense, but it's the fact that he went through a game and played a game without fouling anybody. He finished the game with zero fouls and only yeah. one turnover. So he's scoring up by the game. Yeah, you know Steve Kerr loves that. He's probably like you know using a highlighter in his post game, you know, <laughs> office. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's starting now, right? He seems to have an established starting spot uh, that I don't think he's given up anytime soon. Um, he, he, it's interesting that Steve Kerr seems to be choosing between him and Wiggins, although they did start together uh, to, to open the second half after yep. Pajemski left. But I mean, he even said it in pregame. Like typically, when it comes down to closing lineups, especially if he wants to play. You know, Steph, Clay, and Paul, which it seems like he does, it's going to be Wiggins or Kaminga. Uh, he went with Kaminga last night. I think part of that was, you know, Wiggins was two, two of 11, I think, shooting. Um, but I'm curious when it gets to a point where the default is Kaminga. You know, it, it's yeah. like regardless of how the two are playing, it still feels like, you know, the two previous games he, he went with Wiggins. I think Wiggins earned it in Portland, right, the way right. he played. But yep. um, if that is the choice, it's just, it's going to be interesting to track. I'll say that because um, Kaminga's doing some stuff that, like, you know, I think last night you're not seeing Wiggins get a pick six in mm-hmm. overtime, I don't think, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and it's just it's it's part of the theme of this team right now where it just feels like at almost every spot there's a young guy, you know, riding up the, you know, the rearview mirror of a back of a, of a veteran right now. And obviously I'm sure we'll get to the center spot where suddenly that's really happening. Anthony Slater here on the Morning Ross on 95.7 The Game, our 95.7 The Game insider who does a tremendous job with The Athletic, one of the best beat writers not only in this market but across the globe. Uh, he really does a great job covering his team. And to follow up on that with Jonathan Kaminga, he just looks like the better player right now than Andrew Wiggins. He looks stronger. He looks more physical. He looks faster, more athletic. And he's finishing at the rim. How about him just calling off Clay Thompson like, no, you just go to the top of the key. I'm going to have this dance with Jalen Brown. I'm going to go in and dunk. He's been the better player, so I'm with you. I do wonder when Steve Kerr just gets to a point where he says, you know what, J.K.'s one of our best five down the stretch. It, it feels like it's coming right now with the way Andrew Wiggins has been so inconsistent. Yeah, it, you know, almost regardless of night, although I will say, you know, part of what I think Kerr is doing better, really since the Moody situation in Sacramento, right, which he criticized himself for, is adjusting night to night. And I know at times uh, it can be too slow for the fan base or, you know, it can be too trusting of a veteran, but it does at least feel like, Pretty much every night now, he will stay with his best, like whoever is playing best down the stretch, uh, which it hadn't been. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, necessarily how much that continues. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Kaminga, I think seven and nine on twos last night, and that wasn't against, uh, you know, the Wizards. That wasn't right. against the Nets. That was against, you know, you mentioned going at Jalen Brown, but you have Al Horford on the backside of the defense. Drew Holiday's out there. Derek White's out there. Jason Tatum. Like, that's the best defensive team in basketball, I think, at least personnel-wise. Uh, and he just looked like a like an elite athlete within that. I thought, you know, the Curry moon ball, you guys played the audio, Tim Roy coming in on it. Uh, but, you know, part of the story I wrote, like, you, part of that happens because uh, if you rewatch the play, Kaminga's crashing in mm-hmm. from the corner hard, and Jason Tatum's, like, desperately trying to hold him off. He can't even go get the rebound because <laughs> he's just, like, trying to hold Kaminga off, so it gets tipped to Paul, who throws it over to Curry. But uh, it's a lot of that. If he had seven rebounds last time. Another stat Steve Kerr would probably mm-hmm. use a highlighter on. So a lot of good stuff from him. Like, you know what? You're not getting nearly as much, like, dud games from right. him. Even though he's not having hu- it's not a huge night every night, there's been very few of the games where it's like, did he do anything tonight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Lovin. Um, Anthony, I want to talk about Trace Jackson Davis and just what we saw from him last night. Obviously, early on in the game, Jalen Brown, he was eating whatever he wanted in the paint. Then Trace comes in, and it seemed like it kind of changed the game in the paint a little bit. You know, we, yeah. we've seen the Warriors really struggle down there a lot. Is it really as simple to say that that he could be the the answer for the Warriors in their in their struggles down low and in the paint going forward? Well, I mean, he's going to play. You know, I know uh, Steve Kerr said that last night. Um, and it'll probably be dependent on matchup. He's definitely still, 
uh, trusting of Looney. He made that clear again in postgame last night. And there are certain matches I know he'll probably play Looney 20-plus minutes. Sacramento is a matchup, right? If they're facing Demona Sabonis, you know he's going to want to have him on him. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're 28th in the league in block shots. I mean, we know their lack of rim protection. Chris Paul historically has always had a pick-and-roll dive big for a reason. That's how he likes to operate. He needs kind of a lob threat to – to you know, be most effective. Clay Thompson weirdly is like got a really nice connection with Trace on the pick yep. and roll. Have you guys noticed yep. that? Oh yeah, especially in overtime. I've, How about that drop yeah. off in overtime, Anthony? Yeah, or maybe the funniest play of the day was uh, you know Steph had just uh, he commits the uh, fifth foul middle of the third. They're down like seventeen mm-hmm. at the time. Like it felt like the game was over. Right? You were like Boston might be up twenty five to start the right. fourth, uh, <laughs> and then Clay and Trace do like three straight pick and rolls that work and one of them which i thought was the funniest one was uh pick and roll clay like has a perfect pocket pass to draw the defense and then trace which by the way he's a good passer uh that that's like really important in the crossings he does a drop off to Corey joseph who's in the dunker spot and i was like that is about the weirdest you know it was like the action that you used to see with like steph to draymond right. to iguodala but it was Clay to Trace Jackson Davis to Corey Joseph. And I was like, okay, I guess it's working. Like, leads down to nine all of a sudden. Is that the play um, Corey Joseph spun into the defense and baked it off the glass? No, that actually came a little bit later. No, that Corey was a little eight. bit later. Yeah, that's right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, decent minutes from Corey Joseph. Not bad. Time. Not bad. No, everyone's yeah. always looking good. But, yeah, we, staying on, on with, with Trace yeah. here, like – you don't want to yeah. talk Corey Joseph? I thought, you know, fans are fired up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to Corey Joseph at some point, I'm sure. But yeah. no, when it comes to Trace, it's like, again, a couple years ago, we saw the Warriors draft a center, James Wise, and we were just, it never really panned out with him at all. And then I asked Bonte this question earlier, like, when it comes to Trace, it just seems like he's giving us everything that we ever really wanted, that, that, that we wanted out of James Wiseman. I'm curious, just what are you seeing from Trace Jackson Davis that's, like, that, that, that's showing that he's able to kind of mesh into the system in a way that James Wiseman never was able to. Like, what what really is the difference between these two uh, that you're seeing? Oh, three college games and like five thousand college games. Right? So it really is just that's as simple as, exactly as college. What, yeah, hey, Slater. That's exactly what I started with. Just the experience and just the instincts, right? His instincts and his yeah. hands and his IQ is just so much better than Wiseman's. And I'm not even trying you, to throw shade at Wiseman. Yeah, I mean, well, you didn't know about James Wiseman coming out of college. You saw, like, the elite physical tools, but there was no way to know. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, I mean, he's a, he was a, he's a finished product. Um, you know, and, and I understand the league didn't fall in love with him, clearly, right? Because, like, some people had him maybe, like, a late first, early second round grade. Once he slipped to the second round, I mean, you guys know who his agent is, right? Who is his agent? Uh, name is James Dunleavy, uh, oh, brother of Mike Dunleavy. Are you serious? Uh, so basically, yeah, he yeah. just did a. It's like when Mike Piazza got drafted by the Dodgers, right? Tommy Lasorda just kind of knew his pops. It's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm gonna take your son. Well, I'll just say this, and, and uh, there's a reason that Trey slipped to the second, or I mean, there's a reason he slipped to 57. Once he's in the second round, second rounders don't have a guaranteed contract. So that agents, you know, this is common in the league. Agents try to maneuver them to a place where they're going to get a good opportunity, mm-hmm. and the Warriors. Guaranteed, like he got a guaranteed deal from the Warriors. Yep. So, uh, you know, two years guaranteed, four years total, um, because the Warriors saw a polished center who could pass and fit into Steve Kerr's system and could help tomorrow, basically. And they decided, I don't know if you guys remember the maneuvering at the time, but this is right when the Chris Paul trade's going on. Mm-hmm. They basically replaced Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yep. with Trace Jackson Davis. Both of them intriguing prospects in their own way, but, but the Warriors front office this summer decided they needed to get rookies who are you know, ready to help Steve Kerr now and help Steph Curry now. And they identified that in Trace Jackson Davis. I think I do know, you know, James Dunleavy being uh, Trace's agent certainly helped. And uh, they were right. And, you know, to your question, you know, what do I see with him? I just see, like, a guy who knows how to play. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's the passing. I You know, I know it's just one little play I mentioned, but the fact that he can get the ball on the dive, draw the defense, and just do a little hook around pass to the dunker spot, yeah, you're right. James Wiseman wasn't doing that. Rookie Jonathan Kaminga wasn't doing that. A lot of bigs don't do right. that. Uh, he just feels the game. And then, you know, the athleticism really helps this team, right? It 
when's the last time you saw a Warrior center? Was it Andrew Bogut the last time you saw a, a center block a shot like that coming weeks side? Yeah, no, nah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, Draymond Green has some great block shots, but he's a small ball five. I mean, JaVale McGee at times, maybe, but no, yeah. it's been it's probably been since Andrew Bogut. And the, and the lane parted like the Red Sea. I mean, Jalen Brown, it looked like he had a wide open dunk, and I'm watching a game with Festus in the studio, and he didn't even realize that it was a block shot. I'm like, wow, he just blocked that. Grabbed a rebound, yelled a little bit. It's like, wow, okay, young man. I see you out there, and he's going to earn more minutes, but I, I want to get to Clay Thompson. By the way, Festus must have loved that one. Oh, he loved it. He couldn't. Dude, Festus couldn't get enough of TJD. He's been waiting for a big like this to finish around the rim and block shots. It was hard to contain Festus. You would have thought he was on the team last night. No, no doubt, Festus Azili, uh, Warriors pre- and post-game live. Talking to Anthony Slater, our 95-7 game insider. Let's get to Clay for a second. Um, Clay Thompson. We know he had that interesting presser where Kawakami kind of pressed him there. And, you know, he goes, you know, what you want me to do, come off the bench? Well, the way he's playing, he's never going to come off the bench under Steve Kerr. But anyhow, he didn't finish in that Phoenix game a couple weeks ago. And you thought, boy, he was not happy. You had to, you had a little bit, uh, a little nugget on our show, Anthony, about him not being happy about that. Well, since then, he's, he's responded very well. The Clippers, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, the Blazers, he's averaging over 27 a game since that moment. He's shooting over 50% from three and from the floor. Clay Thompson now over his last 14, shooting 40% from three and scoring 20 a game. Four straight 20-point nights for Clay. Now he's starting to come around, and I think that's a product due to the spacing on the floor. Having a JK, having a TJD, having guys who can penetrate and break down the defense. Don't forget about Pajemski there. Yeah, Clay Thompson's yeah. been benefiting from that, Anthony. Yeah, I think the Pajemski one you kind of mentioned at the end, but him being in the starting lineup, I think, has really helped. You know, not only, like you said, with the spacing, but an extra ball handler, an extra mm-hmm. ball mover. You know, you, he gets it going in transition. And, you know, Clay, he loves those, like, transition threes that kind of uh, gets it going. But, um, you know, Steve Kerr mentioned it last night. He's just taking smart shots. Yep. Uh, he also looks good, like, bouncy, fresh. The legs look pretty good. You know, sometimes older players, and at this point I think we can categorize Clay Thompson as an older player, uh, need – part of the season, a good chunk of the season to, to get themselves in rhythm and in condition and their legs feeling good on a, you know, nightly basis, every night, uh, other night basis. And right. I just think he looks like good right now and he's confident and, you know, may, you could maybe say the benching helped, you know, I don't think he'd admit that. Um, but you know, the four games you mentioned, 23 or 46 from three, that's the four games since the benching. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, it's huge. It changes them. I mean, they don't win last night if he doesn't hit major threes that, like, just have to have it moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, he hit two threes there, 114-107. Steph Curry gets doubled. He goes to the left wing. Boom, splash. You're down four there. Now, before we get you out of here, you were in L.A. last week after the Draymond, after the announcement that Draymond Green was suspended indefinitely. Shamsen Rana, yeah. your, your partner over there at The Athletic, uh, just reported on Monday that he's going to be out for the next three weeks at least, minimum. Dunleavy mentioned to you at UCLA when they were practicing, basically saying, you know, these next 10 to 15 games are going to determine what this roster looks like moving forward. And I'm looking at Andrew Wiggins here. Is there a scenario where Andrew Wiggins, and I don't know what's value, I don't know if teams are willing to take on that contract four years plus a player option, but the way he's playing right now, could you see a situation in which Andrew Wiggins is the odd man out? Because you got a lot of players coming back. Gary Payton second, Draymond Green. And if Andrew Wiggins is not finishing and he's not being effective and Kaminga's playing so much better than him and being more consistent, is Andrew Wiggins' Warriors tenure on the line here over the next 10 to 20 games? Well, I mean, I do think, like, they are going to survey the trade market and, and, and you wonder what that means. I mean, I will say this. I think Mike Dunleavy uh, – is hoping and believing that this roster will prove enough to him that like they want to make like more of an aggressive win now move. Uh, I do think Wiggins' contract, you know, even though like you said, there's still there's still like a long term aspect to it. It's still one of the more tradable con- mm-hmm. contracts considering age and position, right? Three and D wing, three theoretically. I mean, two years ago he was one of the best three and D wings in basketball. Um, and and what is it like? It's like twenty four, twenty five ish million mm-hmm. this year. Like that's. I mean, it's it's a lot to to in the average human, but in the in the NBA, like that's fine for like a starting small forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could probably utilize him potentially to go to go get uh, different missing pieces that you feel like right. you might have. But but at the same time, you don't just say, oh, you know, Kaminga's playing well, Gary Payton's coming back. There's no need for an extra wing in the right. you know in the NBA playoffs. Right. I mean, you know, like I think there are times, and you saw it starting the second half last night, like. Play Wiggins and Kaminga together. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. There's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on the other team. Joe Mazzulla is not just saying, hey, 
you know, just need one of the two on the floor. So um, just because of what the playoffs are, I just don't think you give away, um, you know, a guy that can theoretically guard a Tatum, guard a Luka, guard a, you know, all the guys he guarded a couple of years ago. He's got to play better. But, um, and, and, he, and again, I do think he's, he's uh, you know, will be one of the more available, you know, names that they might talk about. But uh, I don't think it's necessarily a sure thing. Now, that's a good point there. He did grab seven rebounds as well yesterday, but obviously Kaminga got the minutes down the stretch. But the Warriors rallying from 17 points down. I thought the post-game show was going to be dead. Chris Paul hit some big shots at the end of the third quarter there. And quietly, he had a big-time stat line. I know the shot was short. But nine points, 12 assists, seven rebounds. We can talk about him a little bit later because he's another guy that a lot of fans are saying, well, what do you do with CP3? But last night, no turnovers with the 12 assists. Anthony, we're going to let you go. I know you got to get ready for this weekend. you got a big weekend. Wizards, Blazers, Cowboys-Dolphins Sunday. Ooh, that's a big one. Our Cowboys-Dolphins, I'm, I'm fired up about. Uh, Dolphins' favorites in that game was surprising. Can I say something on the Friday game quick? Yeah, yeah. Jordan Poole. I don't know if you guys have talked about it yet, but yeah, Jordan Poole. I actually talked to Jordan. Uh, he he played in Sacramento what Monday? Really? Like, eight threes up there. Yeah, chatted with him a little bit. Chatted with uh, a few of the you know like Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Kevon Looney, Clay Thompson, just about Jordan's tenure with the Warriors. And obviously, it ended in such a sideways way. And it, um, you know, I just I think it's viewed in in a little bit more of a sour light or a kind of a questionable light. And if you just really think about it, you know, and this is what those guys mostly talk to me about. I mean. 28th overall pick, played yeah. four years here, vital to the title. No like doubt. The, the, the stamp of a title, which was that fourth one in Boston, like go through that playoff run. He had like seven or eight just monster games. He did. That they don't, they, yeah, they just don't win that title without him. And like, so that right there is like, to me, stamps you as, as you know, you can say Warriors legend really in some ways or, you know, however you want to, like, you know, he, he was major in that. And I just, um, that should probably be remembered more than what the fourth year was. I, I, man, I was going to let you go here. Now I got to ask, what's his temperament like? How's he feel about the Warriors in that tenure there? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's still a little bit uh, hesitant to discuss much. I mean, he still talks about, like, he's still really good friends with Looney, right? The Milwaukee connection. Mm-hmm. Wiggins, he has the same agent as he's always been close with. He's very appreciative of his time watching Steph and, and Clay, you know, just like learning from them, right? As, as, a guy who views himself as, you know, a quick trigger shooter that, mm-hmm. you know, score, um, doesn't really mention Draymond, won't really answer questions yeah. about Draymond, uh, which, you, you know, like, how could you blame him? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he, he kind of joked afterwards, you know, cause I did ask a couple of, you would call the more uncomfortable questions like, you know, Hey, Marshawn Lynch style on that one, you know, he kind of right. likes, but and that's how he's always been. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, I think in a lot of ways, I respect how he's handled it. Like, he's never talked about that situation yeah. and, like, almost refuses to. And you know what? Like, that part of that's like he just doesn't want the headlines. He doesn't want the conversation around it. Um, it it's, it's too hard to ignore. We're going to obviously talk about it. He knows that. He's been respectful of that. But he just, I mean, he just doesn't want to uh, review that time. I asked him, you know, if, like, you know, at any, is he somewhat upset about how that was all handled? And he just was like, I've honestly never thought about it. And you're like, mm, yeah, you. I know you have, but I, I respect you not, you know, he wanting to have some, like, deep, long discussion about it, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. what's his temperament? And in some ways, I, I do think he's – the other thing is I think he's happy where he was sent. You know, yeah. he's been given a chance. It's not necessarily going well right now. They're 4-22. and 22. I think that was predictable. Uh, but he's shooting better. He had 28 yep. the other night, hit eight threes. So mm-hmm. uh, it's an interesting time for him. The other thing, and, and multiple people mentioned this, and this is why they view it as a success story, he got paid. He yeah. was a 20th overall pick mm-hmm. that was making one, two million his first few years. Mm-hmm. He's now making, you know, 123 million over four years. And he's been given right. the keys to a team. And, and we'll see if that works well, out. I got to catch up on your stories, man. I forgot all about that money because I did watch the game against Sacramento, but that's very, very interesting. And you know what? Dub Nation. I know they're going to show love to Jordan Poole because he is a champion. And you're right, he was vital to that playoff run. I think people forget about that. He was dynamic during that playoff run, his first ever postseason. How many guys we see struggle in their first ever postseason? For him to do what he did and help win the championship, I think he deserves the love. And I think Dub Nation will have the video tribute, and they'll give him a standing ovation Friday night when the Wizards come to town. They have only won one game in the month of December. They can't get a win to save their life. But, Anthony, thanks so much for the time. We'll look for that story there, and we'll see you Friday night at Chase Center. All right, fellas. Anytime, Anthony Slater, one of the best in the business, if not the best. Uh, that's him. Follow his work at The Athletic, our 95.7 The Game Insider. Alex and Ray, we're going to get to you on the other side. 888-957-9570. Dub Nation, how are we feeling about this win? 
How are we feeling about this win? We'll react to what Slater had to say. He said a lot of good things there. TJD, Kaminga, Stephen Curry, of course, Clay Thompson. Don't forget, this is a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. We're going to get to all the calls here. 888-957-9570. Jordan Poole game Friday. We'll get more, in that, more into that tomorrow and Friday, of course. Coming back to town. He deserves all the love there. But how about these Warriors right now? One game under 500. They've won three in a row. They rallied from 17 down against the best team in the NBA. How can you not be fired up about that? 888-957-9570. Who's your player of the game? Plus, you don't want to miss what Shaquille O'Neal said about Stephen Curry last night on Inside the NBA. We'll have that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I sound for you on the other side. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what's coming up. Sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking. No compromises. The Morning Roast with Fonte and Shasky. Wonder. 888-957-9570 is the number. Come on, Dumb Nation. Pick us up here on The Morning Roast. I got my boy Ludman in the chair right across from me. He's got his lawyer's long sleeve on. He's feeling good. Big John is back in the building after driving across the Bay Bridge. Big John just said it's about 25, 30 mile per hour winds on the bridge. Please drive carefully, folks. The, na- the weather's nasty. It's chill. Get to work. The weather outside is frightful. Yeah, there you go. Managers, if somebody's late to work, hey, it's okay. It's rainy. We want to drive. Everybody drive carefully, man, in that traffic. Look, the Warriors win last night. We're going to talk to Mike Sando about quarterbacks, but today's not the day. Today's not the day after last night. This team is starting to gel. They're starting to come around. Kaminga. Is coming around. No turnovers. One turnover. No fouls last night. TJD, player of the game, according to Steve Kerr. The Splash Brothers. They're back, baby. They're back. Clay Thompson, 888-957-9570. How are we feeling about Clay? How are we feeling about Steph? How are we feeling about the Warriors after they won three straight games, six in a row at home, and now they get the Wizards and Blazers? By the way, Anthony Slater just texted me. His Jordan Poole story is going up tomorrow. Tomorrow, he talked to Jordan Poole of Sacramento, so I can't wait to read that. And I'm glad Slater said what he said. Jordan Poole deserves love. He's a key cog of that championship run. Some people misremember what happened during that championship run. Well, I don't. 
And I remember Jordan Poole having a nice, solid postseason, averaging 17 points a game over the course of that postseason run. But Loveman, what a win. Welcome to the show. Woo, buddy, that was a good win last night. No, that was one of those wins that, like, for as much as the, the things have been struggling for the Warriors uh, the last few weeks, again, we were talking about how last week it was all about Draymond Green, all about him getting suspended indefinitely. We spent an entire show, Roasters, call in. What's your one word for the Draymond situation? And it was a thesaurus of words <laughs> that basically just translate to bad. There was toxic, right. there was despondent, there was exasperated. Like, we had some really like mm-hmm. good calls of people just fed up, and it just felt like... Uh, a massive low for this franchise. Did. And then they have that loss to the Clippers. And Bonte, something about me, I hate losing to the Clippers. Yeah, like, I don't of, like it. Like, of, of all the professional sports teams, I hate. I mean, obviously, Dodgers are way up there because everyone should hate the Dodgers. Clippers are right up there, right. too. And so I never like losing to the Clippers. And then, they, yeah, quietly, three in a row in the first two games against the Nets and Blazers. Okay, you know what? You should win those games. You know, the, the Nets, <laughs> you're at home. Like, you're a better team right. than the Nets. I know, you know, Warrior Killer Lonnie Walker's there. Well, but they, you know what? The Nets. To your point, though, the Nets are top seven, top ten in three-point shooting, three-point percentage, top five in scoring. Mm-hmm. Like The Nets are a really good offensive team, and they're the type of team that gives the Warriors problems with the length, the athleticism. But to your point, the Nets is a team you should be able to beat at home, but shorthanded, you just never know. You, don't, you do never know, and they showed some guts there. Again, they almost blew it. They got together, though. They pulled that win out. That's a little bit of growth there. But last night... That was a different level. Like, mm-hmm. this is the, the, the Celtics, the top team in the East right now, top team in the NBA right now. Well, not anymore, actually. Uh, Minnesota, by a half game, has the uh, best record in the NBA mm-hmm. right now. But that was a big boy win that by was. the Warriors last night. And it was made in part because, again, the Splash Brothers were in vintage form last night. Mm-hmm. But you're talking player of the games, you give it to Trace Jackson Davis. My player of the game, I got to give it to Jonathan Kaming. Again, dropping wow. those 17 points last night. No fouls, only no fouls. one turnover. Yep. What have we always been saying? What do we want to see from JK? Stop fouling, stop turning the ball over. He didn't do either one of those last night. All that he did do was drop some hammered down dunks, and then he's firing up the crowd. Yep. Usually it's the big guys on the team yep. firing up the crowd. Yep. But there's Jonathan Kaminga, been in the league for two and a half years, barely old enough to drink, out there waving his arms, getting the crowd <laughs> fired up, and the crowd's responding. These fans, the Warriors fans, they want to see that they from do. Jonathan Kaminga. This they is do. the number seven pick in the draft. They want him to be part of that next great they core. Do. And, Bonte, if we're talking about how, you know, how do you transition from the last era into the next era? Last night, I'm not saying that last night was the transition because the transition happens over right. a long period of time. No doubt. Last night was part of the step that goes from the last great era of Warriors basketball into the next great era of Warriors basketball. You want to be like the yep. Spurs? Well, you know what? Jonathan Kaminga, Trace well, Jackson Davis, Brandon Pajemski, Moses Moody, the four of you guys, the baby dubs as I like to call them, that's how you turn into no a doubt. Spurs-like run. No doubt. Integrating the youth into the uh, veterans here, into the veteran core, the championship core. We've been waiting on this with Kaminga. And Stephen Curry mentioned it. You talk about J.K. firing up the crowd. That 15-2 second quarter run, Celtics were rolling. 52-41. Crowd's like, dang, I, Celtics are really good. Best team in the NBA. They won five straight. J.K., Clay. At one stretch during that second quarter, the Warriors made six straight field goals, and they were all threes. And Sharks had something to do with that. But J.K. firing up the crowd after a big play. You just love to see it. Steph Curry loved to see it as well. Like, Trace's two blocks he had, especially the one in the fourth, I think it was, or maybe overtime, I can't remember, one on Jalen. Like, you feel the crowd get into it, and that just gets, you know, everybody hyped up. Um, and then J.K. Steele, the first minute of the overtime, I'm feeding off of the crowd's energy, and those two guys created that, you know, with some spectacular individual plays. So, like I said, everybody who's out there for significant minutes contributed in some way, shape, or form, and it was a gutsy win, to say the least, just because, you know, it looked a little different, you know, with, with Trace and J.K. impacting the game the way they did, you know, me, C.P., Clay, and that final, that final group. It was fun. It did look different, but it was fun, according to Steph Curry. I totally agree with him. Let's get to the lines, Loveman. Let's get to Ray in Oakland. Then we'll get to Alex in Atlanta. we got full lines here, 888-957-9570. I see YouTube humming, Twitch humming. They're carrying the show today. We need you, Roasters. I got four hours of sleep. I couldn't sleep last night because of this win. This was one of those sweet victories, maybe the sweetest victory since Game 6 of the NBA Finals. It oh, might be there. Really it might been be that right long there. So we've had one of those kind of wins. Well, because last year was wacky. It really with was, the way yeah. it started. It was just they could never gain any traction. And it seemed like every time you did get a win like this last year, they just they'd find a way to to erase that momentum. Yeah. I the guess. Next night. I guess Game Seven, Sacramento. That was actually a pretty good one too. Yeah. 
game three, game four, when Harrison Barnes missed a game game winning three that for the Sacramento Kings. All time, all time game right there. As soon as that ball goes up, yeah, we won this game. Yeah, well, <laughs> Didn't even need to hit well, the rim. No. I knew it was gonna happen. Well, no, I hit the rim and I was like, oh gosh. Uh Ray in Oakland, what's happening, man? Good morning to you. Good morning. Happy holidays. Morning, Rose. Love what y'all do. But Thank can you. we stop with all the trade talks? We got everything we need to contend. All we need to do, insert TJD into the starting lineup and use Looney and Wiggins as insurance policies for Drain JK. Let's not forget Draymond Green in the Western Conference Finals versus Joker. All right, we're going to need Draymond in the playoffs, Dub Nation. I'm sorry. We're going to need him. But I do pitch bringing him off the bench mm. with CP. Sorry. Um, Moody and GP2. That second unit, and then, you know, we entered him early into the first quarter right. uh, for TJD. You know, that first and second unit, we got the size, the athleticism, the youth. We got what we need. So, no so, Ray, so, Ray, hold on, Ray. Hold on, Ray. So, you're saying to me right now, you're telling me and Lutman that the Warriors don't need to make any moves. They got what they need to get to the promised land. Is that what you're saying right now this morning? Yes, all Kerr needs to do is insert TJD into the starting lineup and use Looney and Wiggins as insurance policies for whenever Dre goes off the rails or whenever uh, JK gets in foul trouble. We got everything we need. All right. There's a believer in the roster currently constructed. Maybe Dunleavy feels like her, but Dunleavy's giving us another 12 to 15 games to see what's what, to see how this uh, squad responds. Now, how will Andrew Wiggins respond and Kevon Looney respond by being, quote-unquote, insurance policies? Got to manage egos, right? Wiggins has an ego. You got to think about Andrew Wiggins. This is the first time in his career outside of game one of the NBA playoffs against Sacramento in the first round. First time in his career that he's come off the bench. And I'm not sure how well he's responded to it. Now, the first three games, very, very good. Took a setback yesterday. Now, I think he deserves a pass because he was sick and he was questionable. But, boy, Ray in Oakland's oil. How loyal are you, fans? Do you think the Warriors need to tinker with this roster? Right now, I'm not even thinking about that, Lubman. No, I I'm think, soaking in last night. Absolutely. No, I think last night's one of those games. Like, you know, we don't need to be talking any trades right now. I do think, yeah, Andrew Wiggins, that is going to be the big X factor probably over these next 10 games in terms of what they do with him. As far as other moves they would make, well, first off, I do like Ray's idea of kind of what that second unit would yeah. look like. That is a deep second unit. If all, thing, all things being equal, if everybody stays healthy, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, CP3 in there, GP2, Draymond, uh, Looney, uh, Wiggins. Mo- Par- Moses Moody. Moses Moody was in that second lot unit too. Like, that is the kind of second unit that, like, I remember went back when, when KD was here, you know, we talked about, or even just before KD was here, we were talking, you know, is, is the Warriors' second unit good enough to get the eight seed? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're at that level yet if we go to that kind of a second unit, but that's, that's the kind of second unit that's like, that's the kind of second unit that could help you win lots and lots of games, especially if your first unit's struggling. If, if Trace Jackson Davis, like, he could almost act as a trade acquisition in yeah. a sense, Bonte, if he could that, take that, that first big step in his yeah. development. That just seems like a lot to ask, though, for a rookie, though. Well, but you know what? This rookie's no ordinary rookie. He played four years of college under Mike Woodson at Indiana. He's seasoned. All right? You heard Anthony Slater. He's more of a finished product. His instincts. He knows how to play the game. The way he rolls to the basket, he gets his big butt in there and just moves the people to the side and finishes at the rim and then the block shots. That's a great point, Lovman. I didn't think about it like that. Maybe you do have your trade at TJD because he wasn't playing. And then you get the bench who's outscored the opposing bench in 23 to 27 games. And last night was no different, 50 to 27. So it really doesn't matter who's coming off this bench right now because they're producing. And they help get the Warriors back into that game after a rough first quarter. So maybe you're on to something there. Here's Steve Kerr on TJD being the player of the game. He was um, tremendous. I mean, he was the player of the game. There were, you know, there were several huge plays. Obviously, Steph shot, probably being number one. But um, you know, Trace's block on on Jalen Brown. But Trace was the guy who shifted everything. Plus twenty five in his minutes. Second great game in a row. You can see the uh, the impact he makes. So um, he's going to play. He's going to be in the lineup. Here's Clay Thompson on what TJD brings to the lineup. A vertical spacer, a shot-blocking presence, and uh, a big, strong, um, physical big man who uh, is uh, incredibly athletic. Trace Jr., very athletic. Trace Jr.? What's up with this new nickname? That is his new nickname, correct. Telling the one Trace of my life. That's Trace Thompson, MLB player, father to Roman. <laughs> Clay Thompson bringing out the funnies, and he's red hot right now, love. And let's get back out to the lines and get our night of numbers, the unofficial, official statistician of the morning roast, 
It's Alex in Atlanta. Big Alex in Atlanta guy. Alex in Atlanta, what's happening, man? Good morning. Thank you so much for waiting on hold patiently. Well, gentlemen, first off, let's start with that final shot from Steph Curry last night. That ball looked so good in the air that even gravity had to pause for a second to admire it. So let's start there. Great shot from Steph to close out the game. But look, um, talking about Klay Thompson, I agree with everything that you and Anthony Slater were saying earlier that, you know, over these last four games, Klay is averaging 26.5 points a game. I think his shot discernment has been a lot better. I think his willingness to pass up the ball and be a playmaker has been a lot better. And I think the spacing on the floor has been a lot better, in part because you have athletic guys on the floor with him, like Jonathan Kaminga and like Brandon Pajinski, who are willing to attack the basket and create that open space for Klay. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, fifth straight game for the Warriors now where they've had 15 or fewer turnovers. They're Big. above 500 this year when they don't turn the ball over 15 or more times. They were 26 and 15 last season when they turned the ball over 15 or fewer times. So that's something that's seen a lot of improvement since the young guys have started to get consistent playing mm. time. Touching on Trace Jackson Davis, I would like to see him get you know 20 minutes a night, obviously, because I think he does give the Warriors that element of rim protection that they've been sorely lacking. And especially in this game coming up against Washington, we know that Jordan Poole likes to attack the basket. And we know that last season he developed a bit of a bad habit of attacking the basket too much to the point where he was getting his shot blocked a lot. Insert TJD into the starting lineup, if only for the Washington game, just to see how much that can help slow down Jordan Poole and the Wizards' offense. And the last thing, I want to give credit where credit is due to Steve Kerr because I've been on him about this all year. I think his rotations, trusting the young guys in these recent games, have gotten a lot better. You can argue that maybe his hand's been forced by the fact that Wiggins hasn't been playing well, by the fact that Draymond's been suspended. Mm -hmm. but he's made the necessary adjustments. He's willing to ride with the guys who are playing best on a given night to close out games and give them the majority of the minutes. So I have to give kudos to Steve Kerr where credit's due. And look, if you win these next two games, you match your longest win streak from last year. And you're back above 500 wow. before Christmas. Wow. So, How about that? Great one for the Dubs last night. Great call, Alex. Great call as always. Another great call from the night of numbers. Always love hearing from him because you know Alex always brings it. Yep. It's one of our colleagues, one of our top roasters of the year. The the, the turnovers because that is a very – it's going to be lost in the sauce when, when you think about this game last night. Okay, they were down 17, and they turned the ball over a lot in the first half. They committed eight turnovers. Boston scored 10 points off those turnovers. Points off turnovers has been a problem for the Golden State Warriors, one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to that category. And Boston had only committed three turnovers. It's, and the Warriors only scored two points off those three turnovers. And it was depressing, too, with some of those turnovers early. I think it was in the first quarter yeah. uh, when Steph was bringing it up, lost the ball. Looney standing right there, and almost like Looney didn't really know what to do there, try and stop the turnover. And then I think it was Tatum takes the ball down yep. and dunks it in. I'm watching that game. I'm watching that happen. It's just like, oh, boy. Here and we it's go the again. light ball turnovers, Lubman. Mm-hmm. Light ball turnovers where teams are making you pay for turning the ball over, and they're capitalizing with fast break dunks, layups, wide open threes. But in the second half, this is big. In the second half, they commit just two turnovers, and they give up two points off those turnovers. So when they take care of the basketball, as Alex and Atlanta was saying, all of a sudden you're getting quality shots for your sharpshooters. You're getting rolls to the rim. You're getting more possessions and shot opportunities. So points off turnovers, huge last night. What about personal fouls? Personal fouls. They keep them down to 15. They average 22 fouls a game. They reach. Other teams teach. Well, last night they didn't foul much. And again, it starts with Jonathan Kaminga. And Anthony Slater just mentioned it when he joined us uh, during the 8 o'clock segment. Steve Kerr's going to have the highlighter. And just say, look at JK. You didn't commit any fouls. And you committed one turnover. And you were efficient. And you're guarding Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday. If you don't commit any fouls, that might be JK's best game of the season. So, Lubman, not having any fouls last night. And then the Warriors, as a team, not turning the ball over, it goes a long way. That's mm-hmm. how you rally from a 17-point deficit. Absolutely. No, especially when it comes to the turnovers. Yeah, Alex Atlanta, he had a great great stat there about how good the Warriors are when they don't turn the ball over. Obviously, every team in the NBA is good when they don't turn the ball over. But for the last several years, even during throughout this dynasty, turnovers have always been kind of a problem with the yep. Warriors. Just That's just a product of the system. The mm-hmm. ball's moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be moments that, that with how they play that fast, too. You're going to lose the ball at yep. some times. The problem was in the past, like the Warriors are always good enough where the talent was right. able to overcome the turnovers. Yeah, it had so much firepower. Yeah. I mean, when you have Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond out there, like turnovers really don't matter all mm-hmm. that much because you can basically outscore your own turnovers mm-hmm. in a sense. But 
last few years, yeah, the talent has not been able to overcome those turnovers. So they really do have to be more cognizant of holding on to the ball like that, preventing those unforced errors there that get, you know, like we saw at the beginning of the game where Steph kind of fumbles the ball away. And what you remember years ago when Steph, if he got too many turnovers in a game, he had to buy his mom a purse. Is that, yes. still, a, is that still a thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, how, many maybe. Per, how many purses does Sonya have? Because, well, I mean, Steph... I'll tell you what, Steph's Steph. not going broke buying those purses. <laughs> That's true, dog. No, is he getting them from Chanel, Louis Vuitton? Gucci, do you think he, like, you know, he spins the wheel like the wheel of purses? Like, dude, you see some of those prices with those purses. I've walked into those stores. Boy, it is a depressing feeling knowing that that credit card is going to get maxed out off of one little purse. But I'll say this, though. One little ever, clutch. If you ever buy your mom a purse, though, that's a... I mean, again, again, shout out to all the moms out there. Great purse for all, great, great gift for all the moms out there is get a purse. I've got my mom purses for Christmas numerous times. From it where? It always checks out. From where? Oh, it's definitely not the same place that Steph's going to shop, that's for sure. But uh, Macy's. You, you, can, you can find some bargains out there. Yeah, you know? there, some there you go. Some good bargains out there. There you and, go. And she used it for about a month before she goes back to her favorite person. Oh, so that's good. But hopefully, you know, again, Sonia has so many to choose from. But that then, yeah, plus the fouling there because that has been – that yeah. was not something you saw a lot well, on some of those hey, past Warriors teams. Well, and, to, me, yeah. to me, to me, love, and not to cut you off here, but – the most impressive thing, sure, the shot making, the rainbow three over Derek White. Everybody's going to talk about it. It's run. ESPN's running with it. Everybody, every network saying, "Wow, look at what Steph did." But last night, the most impressive thing to me was him playing the entirety of the fourth quarter in overtime with five fouls, and Boston was going at him, at him. And then, of course, the shot making was able to bring the Warriors home and come back and win their sixth straight home game. But the fact that he didn't foul. And then he had Shaq saying this on Inside the NBA. Take a listen to what Shaq had to say about Stephen Curry. I'm wondering, not saying, I'm just wondering because he's been consistently the best shooter his whole career. I'm wondering is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Best player? I'm gonna say. Oh, you put him over you? In, in, in the conversation. I'm asking you. Yes. You put him over you. Okay. You yourself Way put better. Steph Curry yes, over you. Yeah, that, this way he's my favorite player. I'm not saying favorite. Played, he might be my favorite too, but I'm just asking you I think played, he's better than you. I played 20 years, watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him. And he's doing it consistently, and he has championships. You put him Maybe over Michael. No, I, no, I'm not putting him anywhere. I'm saying, okay, you know, for all the chitter chatter, is it time to just put him in the conversation? I think, I think, I think he's a. Uh, I'm asking the fans, is it time to you know start putting him in the conversation as well, I'm a one fan. of the best players ever? Bonte, you ever go to a party that that's let's say it starts like nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock, but you know the party really didn't start like ten thirty or eleven at that point. Mm-hmm. But then you're one of those people like you show up at one thirty and like they're kind of cleaning up and it's like the last <laughs> stragglers are getting out, like. I want to come down at Shaq too hard there, but like Shaq, it feels like you're showing up at the party at 1.30 here if you're just now talking about his Steph in the GOAT debate. Because well, we've watched a lot of Steph over the years. Yeah. We talk about taking it for granted. I never take him for granted. I love all the threes. I love all the reverse slips. I love the shimmies. I love the night nights. I love when he counts <laughs> off one, two, three. Like, I love all that stuff. That's GOAT stuff. Because not only does what this dude do on the court yep. is incredible, but like just who he is as a human being too on top mm-hmm. of that. Like... That's and still point. be doing it at age 35. I mean, Bonte, is there an athlete in Bay Area history who is aged as well as Stephen Curry? Wow. There really isn't. Jerry Rice? Jerry probably. Maybe Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds? I mean, that's who you're in the company with? Like, that's, a, that's a short list? Like, and now we're having the Izzy and the Ricky Goat Henderson. conversation? Listen, if you don't want to put him as the goatest of all goats... Okay, that's right. fine. You know, when people want to put LeBron or Jordan or Kobe, I like to put mm-hmm. Kobe as my goat. But... Do you really? Oh yeah, I saw. I saw. I didn't Kobe. know you were a Kobe fan. Oh, I, oh, I saw. I grew up a Warrior fan, Bonte. I, never I saw knew that. Kobe do some unnatural things to this team. It seemed like every time the Lakers would come here, Kobe's like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I got this. You know, thirteen win uh-huh. team here. I'm just gonna go out and have fun and just abuse this poor, pathetic little Warriors franchise." Yep. And when people talk about you know taking Steph for granted, I could never take him for granted no, you because can't. it's just what? the other night we had Monte Ellis. Monte right. Ellis was on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. There was a time, Bonte, where I thought Monte Ellis was going to be the best ever guest for the Warriors. Yeah. Like, when we talk about great, like the greatest yep. Warrior in my lifetime, it's going to be Monte Ellis. I don't mean that's to dog on Monte. He was a very exciting player. I enjoyed him a lot. But the fact that we used to think that as Warrior fans, that's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. And then I mean, here we are with shows, Steph talking about a goat conversation. Right. Yeah. I mean, Shaq has always loved Stephen Curry. He's always said that's his favorite player. But Shaq said, yeah, he's a way better player than me. Way better play, and I have Shaq, I have Shaquille O'Neal in my personal top ten of all time players because Shaq was the most dominant force I had ever seen on the basketball court. People talk about Will Chamberlain in the past. Well, I saw Shaquille O'Neal in Orlando with the Lakers, with the Miami Heat. I mean, this guy could do anything. I mean, he was just putting pressure on the rim, triple teams, double teams, and he couldn't hit a free throw, and he still averaged thirty a game. So the fact that Steph 
is even considered by some of the all-time greats as a top 10 player is enough for me. It's enough for me to hit being in the conversation. Now, Brian and Paulo Alto, he had a tweet yesterday that I almost retweeted. I said, you know what? I'm going to stall out BEPA. I'm going to stall him out because he's just a little emotional. He's caught up in the moment. Well, let's bring BPA on because we're sure he's turned a new leaf after last night's performance by Steph Curry in the fourth quarter at overtime. BPA, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, you won't <laughs> find any evidence. You won't find any evidence of those tweets, by the way. Oh, you <laughs> deleted them. Oh, you, so unless, the internet is forever, unless you, BPA. A, unless, you took a, unless, unless you took a screenshot. No, but it's in my mind. It's in my memory. Probably, and I'll probably, never let you live I probably, it down. I probably deserve You know, honestly, <laughs> you I feel like the, you know, the... I know it was bad. Bad. You know what? I I uh, I will take full accountability for my horrific takes. Uh, I I feel. You know what? I feel like that TNT narrative of like Steph's can't play without Dre. Like I didn't like it <laughs> at all, and I almost feel like it was like affecting me. Like maybe you can't play with Dre because he you know he didn't look great obviously right. early, but um, to me like terrible take for me on Steph saying That's he didn't look good. like a superstar. Um, you know, for me, and so, like, I'm obviously wrong plenty of times, but, like, Trace Jackson Davis needs to be the starting center moving forward. Like, now, like, I don't want to hear any equivocation about it. <laughs> and it's not just that he's pre- pretty darn good. It's Looney's, uh, like, I mean, it's sad, really, kind of watching painful. Looney. but It's been painful. But, like, you have Trace Jackson Davis is just a lot, better like by it's hard to even extrapolate the gap he's just a lot better than Kevon Looney um in every way that you can uh, defense rebounding touch around the basket it's just not close and he gives them something and I thought you know I thought he's you know it's pretty clear like and it can Kerr can Kerr make a, a an objective decision right on or, this and not or be, BPA sorry, maybe BPA maybe you just start Looney and you have the quick hook. We've seen this over the course of history in the NBA. A lot of these great teams, and keep BPA on hold. I want them to finish this call. Let them cook. But maybe you just play Looney for the first four minutes. You see how it goes. If he's not cooking, if he's not being productive, then you have the quick hook. Because maybe you still, because now all of a sudden you start uh, TJD, you bring in Looney off the bench. I don't know if you want to bring in Looney cold, but maybe you give Looney the first four to five minutes of a game to figure it out, and then you sub in TJD. What if you just work it like that and let them start, but you have the quick hook? Yeah, I mean, obviously you could do that, but it's like why, it's almost like why, <laughs> if Looney was giving you anything, I'd say fine. Um, it's. I mean, I guess it's a question. I don't see him giving them anything. Like it's, it's rough nothing. right now. What <laughs> like, about what about Clay Thompson? And, and so what about Clay Thompson BPA? How much is he giving the Warriors? He looks. He, he, look, <laughs> he looks great. You know? <laughs> I love he you. Looks, he looks great, and you know, I think it's. Uh, you got to just say the first fifteen games of the season, just. It just Clay's not going to really be there, um, but he, but he will get there. So yeah. I guess that's the I guess that's the take. But he honestly, looks great, and he yeah. Honestly, yeah. how much are you having fun watching this team? I know Draymond Green is suspended. They're going to need Draymond Green at some point. But how much fun are you having watching this team right now? Yeah, it's, it seems it seems like Clay seems like you know what Clay seems like he's having more fun, um, which I think hit what his vibe early was was not good and, the, and I almost wonder if like you know are they having more fun with Draymond gone I don't know mm. I mean yeah. obviously it's maybe Steph's not but like yeah Trace Jackson Davis needs to be the starting center that was really the point of the call for gotcha. me yeah. he needs to be the starting center and it's obvious to everyone can Kerr make the right call Right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, BPA. Happy holidays to you, man. Good call there. Um, Look, man, it, I almost think, even when people say, well, Steph needs Draymond Green. Steph can't play without Draymond Green. To me, that's disrespectful to Steph. All right? We can't have a conversation about him being the GOAT or being a top 10 player of all time, Loveman, and then say, well, he needs Draymond Green. No, the Warriors need Stephen Curry. 
He's one of one. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to disrespect Steph Curry and say, well, he needs this and he needs that. No, 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 no. These guys need Steph. I mean, I don't think it's disrespectful to say that Steph needs Draymond because, again, like, Steph is is in such a unique situation when when it comes to the superstars of today. Like, how many superstars in the league today came, like, basically rose up with two teammates like Draymond and Clay? Like, it's not really disrespectful. It's just like... But it just, almost like, to me diminishes how good Steph is. Yeah, but I mean, like, like Batman needs his Robin too. No you doubt. know, when when Batman saves the day with Robin, it doesn't diminish what Batman did. They still took out the Joker, but you know, but Steph can obviously still carried the day right. without Draymond. We're seeing that now. Uh, I think it's more so the probably the Warriors need Draymond more than Steph needs Draymond because Steph could definitely carry this team. But Draymond, just what he brings on defense, the way he's able to kind of right. quarterback the defense, even quarterback the offensive time at times, like that's probably more needed. But like. Yeah, I think Steph needs like the, the Draymond of old more than anything. Yeah. But I don't think it's disrespectful to admit that. See, but it doesn't take I, away from how great Steph is, I though. Th- I think it's borderline disrespectful because this team functions with the gravity of Stephen Curry. Without Stephen Curry, guys are not playing four and three. Think about how much four and three basketball Draymond Green got to play with Steph Curry getting doubled to half court. Think about the Cleveland Cavaliers NBA Finals. Kevin Durant's first ever finals run with the Golden State Warriors. I'll never forget this. The first two games. And Kevin Durant is getting wide open dunks down the lane. Andre Iguodala's getting wide open dunks down the lane because the Cavaliers were hell-bent. 30, 40 feet away from the rim, we got to get the ball out of Steph's hands. We got to guard Steph at half court. We got to double Steph right now. We got to trap Steph Curry right now. Guys who play with Steph Curry get to play the easiest basketball of their careers, which is why I love the Andrew Wiggins straight when it first happened. Because I said, damn, this guy scores 19-20 a game. Now he's going to be the fourth option on this roster getting wide open looks. I think this team benefits from Stephen Curry. Like, that's why I think it's a little borderline disrespectful saying this guy needs this guy. No, this team needs Stephen Curry oh, no, definitely... because of the shot opportunities Steph Curry creates for everybody by just being on the oh, floor. Oh, absolutely. No, St- Steph is, all, at the end of the day, he is absolutely the straw yep. that stirs the drink. No one is doubting that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's... I don't think it's it's wrong to say that Draymond does bring other aspects of the he game. Does. That definitely helps Steph out. No doubt. Especially on defense, too. So, does Steph... I, I, maybe we could amend it to, does Steph need Draymond? I mean, sure, I think Steph would like to have Draymond out right. there. But it's getting to the point where, like, other guys can also, you know, man the fort in the way that Draymond does. Mm-hmm. If Kaminga can up himself defensively, if TJD can kind of be that presence down low. Sure, you need Draymond, but, like, it's not as imperative if other guys are stepping up. No, and you. that's what you're going to see over these next few weeks is you're going to start to see how we fill that Draymond gap. Because in the past, when Draymond misses games... It's usually been a loss yeah. when he's out because of just how in- integral he is to the defense. But if you can see these young guys step up, fill that void, the need for Draymond can start to decrease a little bit. And you know, as, as I think it was, it was Ray earlier when he said, start bringing him off the bench. And I think right yeah. now, last night, that was the first step. If, you, if you're on team, bring Draymond off the bench. Last night was step one in making yeah. that dream come true. That's a good point. That's a good point. 888-957-9570. You are listening to 95.7 The Game. That is the phone number. We're rolling on the Warriors right now. KGMZ FM and HG1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game for the best and most up-to-date sports coverage. And do not forget, you can also watch us every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Right now, YouTube is humming with over a 1,000 viewers after a Warriors win here on a Warriors Wednesday, brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. Don't forget, subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitch. Of course, the Comcast business sex line. You guys are rolling. Like us. How do we only have eight likes with over a 1,000 viewers on YouTube? Do you guys not... Like what we're saying, uh, actually, I just refreshed it. It's 150 likes, so let's get up to 200. Well, they, the they log in, they see my face, and like, eh, I don't know, we'll, well watch, I, but maybe not a like. Well, I think they saw me by myself for the first two and a half <laughs> hours. I was like, yeah, we're on on that one. Can't look at this dude's face at night, and we can't look at this guy's face in the morning. They miss Spadoni. That must be it. Yeah, that must be it. Or Shasky. Shout out to Shasky. Shout out yeah. to Spadoni. Nickel and Dime in Fremont. Nickel and Dime. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to uh, uh, give my take on the – Draymond Green and the Warriors situation. Mm-hmm. Floor's and yours. I just want to, uh, the, the way I look at it is like this. Um, don't take me, don't take it wrong. Draymond Green is good, but what he brings to the table at this moment is more toxic to the team and, and more, even more toxic to the, to the rookies and to the, uh, the first team because all he's doing is creating more tension and more pressure. So I feel that the team is not playing the way they want to play because everybody's scared to fail because of what Draymond Green 
has shown in the past with his, uh, you know, outbursts and stuff like that. So I feel that him being gone has shown what the Warriors can really do without him. And I think it's a good thing. And I, It may be a blessing in disguise for the Golden State Warriors. Well could be a good thing, yeah. Yeah. Because we're starting to see the youngsters grow and grow and grow. Let's get Malik in Union City before we take them to school. Malik in Union City, good morning, man. Thanks for waiting on hold. Yeah, no problem, fellas. Hey, as Dub Nation, man, we're blessed. I'm feeling real good today. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but, you know, yesterday was a great win. Um, You know, there's so many fan bases that have had their hearts broken. Uh, Box Steph and the Warriors, the Rockets, uh, the Kings, the Celtics, the Grizzlies. Um, So just right now as a fan base, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, but just know we're blessed to have one of the best players ever, uh, and only a handful of franchises can really say that. So I'm really excited to to be a Warrior fan today. But um, I just have a couple points uh, that I wanted to make about the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I thought J.K. really came up as a grown man yesterday. Yeah. Um, that was a game that I think uh, – I don't know if anybody else recognized it, but I recognized it that he looked like he, he – came and he belonged. Yep. Uh, he was hyping up the crowd. Yep. Uh, he took Jalen Brown off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made decisions on his own rather than having to allow others to make decisions for him. And I really think that's a uh, turning point for him uh, in his career, not just in the season, but in his career as somebody who says, I belong on this team and I belong in the NBA um, and I'm coming. Right. Um, my second point that I wanted to make was uh, the whole uh, Kevon Looney, TJD situation. Um, TJD played really well yesterday. I think he does need more minutes. Um, I, I look at the front court uh, with them as more of a, a kind of a tandem. You see that in football, mm-hmm. right? You have your uh, power back, and then you have your, your speed back, right? Uh, both of them aren't speed backs, you know what I mean? But uh, not perfect uh, analogy, but you're going to need both of them. Um, TJD works really well when he has athletic centers, uh, when he has young centers. Yep. Um, Looney works really well when you have uh, more grounded centers, right. guys that aren't going to be flying above the rim, guys mm-hmm. that aren't going to be, uh, you know, moving and, and, and dynamic with yep. the ball like the Jokic's and things like that. Um, so we need both of them. Um, and I think splitting time in a way that um, a backfield does in the, in the NFL, right. the two dynamic backs, yep. um, is going to be the best way moving forward, um, even when Draymond gets back because you need those three. Hey, hey, um, and then my last point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Fit cook. You cooking, man? You're cooking. <laughs> yeah, man. I was my last point, man. Um, you know, I think the whole Clay Thompson situation, right? I think uh, as as a fan base, we got to really look at it and 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 use this as an example of uh, supporting players um, that have proved things in you know over a period of time. Um, he's a four time champion. We know uh, Clay comes out slow, um, but supporting that man instead of bringing him down, instead of putting him in trade yeah. talks and things like that. Uh, that helps him. Um, and you see right now the fruits of uh, all the people that believe in him, the belief that he put in himself, the belief that his teammates put in him. Uh, that's paying off right now. Thanks for the call, Malik. Hey, man, you're a cook in there. And I'm glad you said what you said about Clay. That's the most disappointing aspect of the dialogue about Clay Thompson. We know what he went through through rehab. We know how, ment- how, 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 how much of a toll it took on him mentally. We know that he loves the game of basketball. The guy's a basketball lifer. Lifer. And so because he has a bad game here and there, all of a sudden we're, hey, he's washed, he's this and that. But you know what? 888-957-9570. It's been quiet on the set from the Clay haters. It's been quiet on the set in terms of the dialogue of Clay Thompson because of what he's done over the last 14 games. Don't make me pull up the last four games in which he's averaging over 26.5 points per game. And we heard from Slater, 23 of 46 from the three-point line. He is playing his best basketball of the season right when the Warriors need it. So uh, he made a lot of great points there. I think you do need Looney and TJD, but TJD and Sarge can help Looney because I think he's he looks like he's a bit out of shape right now. Something's up with him where he's laboring a bit. So get Looney rolling here. There is a role for Looney on his basketball team. He's a trusted agent. You know what you're going to get from him in the playoffs. You know what you're going to get from him down at crunch time against grounded centers. It's a very excellent point by Malik in Union City, Lubbock. No, I agree, especially with Ludy. I do think I'm I'm still confident Ludy's going to get it going. Again, he has that pedigree too, just like Clay does, just like Draymond does, just like Steph does. Because let's not forget, Looney, he's been here for three of these titles too. He's been to the top. He knows what it takes. He knows how to dial in. Yeah, the the labor. Yeah, you've noticed that at times, but 
Again, we can see the guy. This is still a guy who leads the team in rebounds. He yeah. like he's still finding ways to be useful on this mm-hmm. team. He's still finding ways to make his mark shown. Like I, I kind of liked your idea that you had earlier. You know, let's let's still keep him in the starting lineup. Yeah, three four minutes. Yeah, because I do think there are some centers. I think you know, and, and Slater kind of mentioned it too when they play some of those bigger centers like the Jokic's, like the Sabonis's. I think you still want to have Looney handle those ones because right. those are that's again. Oh, that's a lot for TJD yeah. to do. We saw but, that already in Denver with TJD. Yeah. It's just like the kid's still a rookie. He's been great, but he is still a rookie. He'll yep. get there someday. I'm down to let Kavon Looney handle those early at, at the beginning, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give up on Loon just yet. Again, as long as he is, you know, living up to his nickname, Windex, cleaning the board. Shout out uh, Schlepprock with that one. <laughs> as long as he's still doing that, that's really all I really yep. want from Kevon Looney. Just gobble up rebounds. Bring that ball down. Let's mm-hmm. get, set us up with these second chance points. And, and great screen setting to free up some of the shooters that we see over the last week and a half here. All right, it's time to take them to school, Big John. It's time for Taking Them to School. Brought to you by Peralta Community College District. Spring is free at Laney, Berkeley City. Merit and the College of Alameda. You know, games like last night is what we live for. Legit goosebumps last night watching these young gunners. Because the vets may, may have been disappointing to start the season. Now, Steph and Claire starting to get going here. we got to get Andrew Wiggins going. But how about those baby dubs? How about those young dubs who continue to shine? Brown takes it front court off a series of screens. Gets Pajemski. Front of the logo. Crossover left hand. Down the lane to the cup. Blocked by Jackson Davis. Says, get it out of here. Here comes Curry. Hightails it to the front court. Drives on Holiday. Got fouled. And that's not even the best block of the night. It's the one in overtime where Tim Roy was like, oh, no, Jalen Brown. Oh, what a block by TJD. Tom Tober's like, wow, wow, TJD. His first ever double-double, first career double-double. Off the bench, he was a plus 25 in the plus-minus department. And you know how much I hate that stat. But even I got to look at it saying, wow, 10 points, 13 rebounds. TJD, no longer known as Baby Baby T. Uh-uh, that nickname is done. Now it's taking him to school, brought to you by Peralta Community College District. Spring is free at Laney, Berkeley City, Merritt, and the College of Alameda. For more info, visit Peralta.edu. Look what's coming up here on the game. We got Rob and San Bruno. We got Junior in San Jose. We got all your calls, 888-957-9570. How good do we feel after that win? The sixth straight home win. The third straight win overall. They're one game under 500 now. They've won three in a row. They're rolling right now at Chase Center. The young guns, Kaminga, TJD, Pajemski. And Pajemski's lower back strain, he's day-to-day. Nothing serious there, so he should be back soon. Quietly, Moses Moody off the bench with 10 points. How about the old veteran that we haven't talked about all game long, all day long? Chris Paul. Nine points, 12 assists, seven rebounds, no turnovers. There's a good vibe around this basketball team right now, folks. They're starting to gel. We'll continue to talk about it here on the morning roast. We've got Sam Love into the building. How about Lovey Love? Give us some love here on the roast. That's all coming up. Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 